0: looking great, Mr. Larry. All right. Definitely. Yes, sir. After service. what are you doing today? Amen. It's going to be a great month. Amen. It's going to be a great year. I'm excited for what the Lord is doing in this house. Who else? Somebody say fruitful month. That's what, that's what kind of month that's going to be. Not just fruitful in the ministry, but fruitful in every family represented here. Yeah. Fruitful in your family, fruitful in your marriage, man. Fruitful in your businesses, fruitful in your ministry in every area. Glory be to God. Y'all look great tonight. I'm glad y'all, y'all are here. It's been beautiful out there too, right? Birdful, like Brother Carlos says. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see. Well, is that Ashley? Hi, Ashley. So good to see you. You were here Wednesday too, right? So awesome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. All of you that are coming back, welcome back. Well, Sunday nights, I've been taking the time to share with you or to teach preach, minister, on spiritual maturity. Amen. Who's been with us for these weeks? If you've not, you can go back and listen. We have our messages Sunday nights. We don't go live, but they're on Spotify. You can go there and and re-listen to the messages. But it's been on spiritual maturity, just basic teachings. Amen. It's important. You know, it's more like a, a, a... I see it more like a a class setting, but yet it's important um, because who goes to church on Sunday night but those that are like really, really serious, amen. Any serious people here tonight? Amen. (laughs) And so um, one thing that we have to know is that God expects us to grow. Amen. God expects us to grow and everything that has to do with God grows. Amen. Amen. Gross, multiplies, increases. And that's what's happening in the lives of the people here. That's what's happening in this ministry. Amen. Growth, increase. I mean, look, Sunday night. And this is the smallest it'll ever be. Amen. Because God is good. Where else would people want to be? Than in the, another opportunity to gather with your brothers and sisters and be in the presence of God and and, and with precious life, faith, amen. And so, um, so it's important that we know that. And it's important that we make it our aim or take a, upon the responsibility to grow. The Apostle Paul said, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I did childish things. When, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. So there's different levels of growth. There's different levels. And I've been sharing on the, there's four or five Greek stages uh, in the natural of, you know, babyhood, toddler, uh, teenager, and and so on. And then these can be compared to your spiritual growth. And so it's important that as you, as I've been sharing with you, that as you hear this That it's for you to examine yourself. Where am I in my spiritual walk? Where am I in my spiritual growth? And to guard yourself from not taking any form of offense. Amen. Because sometimes it'll hit you. And it'll be like, oh. But if you just receive it, and if if it's something that needs to be, you know, uh, dealt with in your life or whatever, then do it. Let God help you amen, because God wants us to grow, amen, there's, there's things that, you know, are, uh, that God wants to entrust into you, and it takes growth, amen, and so, who's ready to grow, and, and then we never stop growing, it's important to also know that you'll never get to a point where like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know everything, you know, I don't need nobody. I don't need to go to church. I don't need, I know everything. Ever been about anybody like that? They know everything. You try to tell them something and they finish it. They know. I know. I know. You're like, just shh, let me just. There's things I know that somebody's telling me and I just like, you listen. Amen. Because even if we know something, how many of you have heard the word so many times, and then so many times you get something different? That's how it is. When you keep an open heart, you'll get something out of it again. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, um, praise the Lord. I left off last week. Who was here with us last week? I got so many things going on here. Let me just praise God. And we're coming to an end of this already. And so it's just basic. Amen. Um, I was talking about the Padian son. Remember that? Who is a Padian? It is an individual who is emotionally immature in his conduct and in the way that he speaks. He doesn't know how to. And so let me find something real quick. Hallelujah! How many of you enjoyed the praise and worship, man? This morning too was <laughs> God. The presence of God is so wonderful. Amen. Anybody came planning to give a testimony? How many enjoyed the le- testimonies last Sunday? God is good amen if you didn't go go back go back and and listen to it let's go to Ephesians 4 before I begin to that's been our our scripture Ephesians 4 beginning in verse 7 when you find it say amen wow that's fast (laughs) somebody say hold on (laughs) I'm so proud of the youth last Sunday night too because they respond to the the prayers. The, the even the altar call and that's great. Amen. Good job parents bring your, your your youth to church. That's great. You might think they're not getting it, but they're getting it. Which is say? They don't have Good job. That's what I'm saying. Good job. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Once in a while, just do your aisle there. Make sure they're. <laughs> Praise God. God is good. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gifts of Christ, whereof he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Say gifts unto men. You know, I was uh, Pastor Ronnie's preaching in Ghana right now, and he's preaching in uh, uh, Pastor um, Bishop or Pastor Joshua Herod Mills, um, and uh, their their church is named First Love Center. But they have their conferences, and they never change the, the, the name of their conferences. All their conferences are the same. So they don't pick, like, themes, like, you know, for their conferences. All their conferences are, are theme is, uh, he gave gifts unto men. Because every speaker they bring in is a gift to them. So they just say, you're going to receive from the gift that God gave unto men. And so they just call it, all their conferences are, he gave gifts unto men, because they bring in the gift, and they receive from the gift. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? I just, that came to me. I thought, that's so great. Maybe we'll start doing that. We're gonna have a special guest. He gave gifts. Received from the gift. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, and he gave gifts unto men. Now, now, that he ascended, what is it, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some and teachers. Now here's the reason he gave Fivefold for the perfecting of the saints, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, the purpose of the gift is for the perfecting of the saints. Any saints here tonight? You are a saint. You remember people? You say te crees santo? You think you're saint? No, I am. That's what Jesus made me. Amen. That's how in Spanish. I, oh, se crees muy santita. Well, and then we used to be like, Ugh. but it's true. Amen. The- and so, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. We're all called to ministry differently. Amen. One ministry that we all do have is the ministry of reconciliation. We all have the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling people back to God. Amen. Telling people about Jesus. And so, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Not the tearing down, amen. Until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. For the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body. This is the purpose of the gifts till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of Jesus unto a perfect man, unto the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. So this continues, until we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, what's His name? Yes. And unto a perfect man. Remember what the word "perfect" means. Mature. Amen. Maturity. Complete. Unto the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. So Christ is our, our aim. Jesus, our example. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. Amen. As Jesus is, so are we. And so we're supposed to grow more and more to be like him. He's our example. Amen. And if you make him your number one example, you'll never be disappointed. Even the Apostle Paul said, follow me. Even though God gives gifts, our number one you know, eyes should be on Jesus. The Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what he said. Follow me. I'll tell you the same thing. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm not afraid to say that. As I follow Christ. You see me going a different direction? (laughs) i rebuke that in Jesus' name. (laughs) I don't know why I said that, but You know, people have done that. They'll follow just because there's the title or whatever. And they're going a whole different direction. Especially in the times that we're living in now. You know, there's people that have departed from the faith. They're still in pulpits. They're still, you know, and and they're departed from the faith. And so, anyways. And then it goes on to say that we henceforth be no more children. So the, there's the gifts for the perfecting of the saints, for, to mature the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, until we all come to the unity of the faith in the knowledge of Jesus unto a perfect man. That we are no more t- uh, children tossed to and fro and carried about every wind of doctrine. And so, you know, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. Listen to that. But speaking the truth in love may grow up, say, grow up into Him. We're growing in Christ. We're growing in Christ as we're here tonight. We're growing in Christ as we, t- you know, in our time of devotion in the Word of the Lord, Jesus and the Word are one. You know, we're growing in Christ as we're praying. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. He said, you abide in me and I in you. We hook up together. And you know, my life will flow from me in you, through you. And you're going to be fruitful and bear much fruit. Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. Amen. We're growing in Christ. We're not growing in religion. We're not growing in, in, in anything else. We're growing in Christ. That's our foundation. He's our solid rock. That's why the Bible says, consider the rock that you have been hewn from, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so when he, that's our focus, when Jesus is our focus, then we're going to be built it upon a solid foundation. Jesus said, if you... Uh, um, Whoever hears my word and does my word is likened unto a wise builder. He's building his house upon a solid rock. If you are a hearer of my word and a doer of my word, I will liken you unto a wise builder that builds their house upon a solid rock. Say solid rock. rock. He's not really talking about a house. He's talking about a life. If you build your life on the Word of God, if you build your life on Jesus by not just being a hearer of the Word, but a doer of the Word of God, you're going to have a life that is solid. You're going to have a life that is not easily moved. You're going to have a life that is not easily deceived. You know. You grow to know right from wrong. And what used to trip you up, don't trip you up no more. Because see... He said, I liken him unto a wise builder that built his house upon a solid rock. He says, when the wind comes, when the wind blows, the torrents come and the floods come, that house will be not shaken because it's founded, because it's founded upon the solid rock. Well, what built that house upon a solid rock and caused it to be unshakable? It's because that person was a hearer and a doer of the word of God. Jesus was their solid foundation. And then he says, but if you're a hearer of the word only, he says, I will liken you unto a foolish builder. Which one do you want to be? Do you want to be solid in your life, in your spiritual life? Do you want to be unshakable? You know what it is to be moved and shaken and under the circumstance. You know what it is to fret. You know what it is to walk in fear. You know what it is to be emotionally unstable. That's not the life that Christ has called you to. That's the old life. And now you can determine yourself to be somebody that is founded upon the solid rock. I know what God has said about me. And I'm not, I'm not only a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. Because I'm not. How many of you have already made up your mind? I'm not playing these religious games. I'm not, I'm not here just to waste time. I'm not here just to play church. I'm not here just to pretend. I'm not here just to say I came to church. I'm here because this is my life. Jesus is my life. The word of God, if I don't eat it, I die. I don't want to be weak. God has commanded us, be strong. Be strong. Become strong in the Lord and in the power of his might not walking in weakness, fearful, cowardice, no, strong, solid, and you know, there's different stages, and it's okay, but just keep growing, if you keep going, you're going to keep growing, don't yourself up, and don't compare yourself with people, look at the word of God, amen, that's your mirror, That's your mirror. Don't get frustrated. If you miss it, shake yourself off, repent, and get right back on your feet. Hallelujah. There's no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. And if you know that you you missed it, be quick to repent. Be quick because if you're not quick to repent and let it go, the enemy will play with you. And bring condemnation, guilt before you know it you're downcasted, you're hiding, you're discouraged and you fell to the trap of the enemy. But if you shake it off real quick, man, I messed up. Good thing you realize you messed up. It will be bad if you didn't feel bad. I always tell people when they tell me they feel bad because it's not in you to do bad anymore. So that you feel bad, that's good. I'll be scared if I didn't feel bad. If you feel bad, repent real quick. And, and, and repent means make a U-turn. Turn away from it. Don't go back anymore. Because if you do go back, you're playing games. And so, we're supposed to grow up in Jesus. How can we grow up if we don't read? How can we desire? It's not good enough just to have a desire if your desire is not causing you to make moves. If your desire is not strong enough to cause you to get your priorities right. Many people want to draw close to God, but that's as far as they go. At the beginning of the year, I'm sure there's more people that say, this is going to be the year that I'm going to draw near to God, the Lord. And then, well, is the desire, you know, God doesn't bless um, good intentions. He doesn't bless good intentions. You can have good intentions and never do Nothing. But when your desire is, your desire, the strength of your desire is proved by your action. I, I know. I want to draw closer to God more tomorrow than I am today. I want to, you know, and so what is that? What, do I, what is that going to look like? What am I going to do? And there will always be interruptions. There will always be you know, interruptions are all be things that will come up. The moment you want to do something for the Lord is the moment somebody's going to call you that never used to call you. You're going to get an invitation when you never. <laughs> but you got to make up your mind. Because it's, it's sweet. It's all, you know, it's the best thing. It's the best thing. Amen. It, it's, it's wonderful to be in, 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 a, in a fresh relationship with God. So like I was saying this morning, don't ever get to a point that, you know, you, you're, you're okay. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. You know what I mean, right? Well, no, explain what you mean, Pastor Sarah. That you, you just like, you know, in your spiritual life, you should never be content. Not in your spiritual life. Not in your spiritual life. To where you're like, I'm okay. I already read the word. I already did this. I did that. I can't, you you got to stay in that place of I can't get enough. I'm addicted to the presence of God i got to hear the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Any addicts here? Of the presence of God? Of the presence of God. Amen. David was addicted to the presence of God. He was a man after God's own heart. Imagine that. He He didn't care what he looked like. He danced, he danced, and his wife said, You look like a fool. Look at you looking like a fool in front of all those ladies. That's what she said. You're just dancing, praising the Lord, clothes falling off. You didn't care. Don't you do that here, though. Look like a fool, but keep your clothes on. I always thought, I always, I, I, I don't understand, like, you know, I always tell people, you know, God's people are strong people, they're courageous people, but you can't, I, I don't understand how people, you know, in the world were fearless, courage, didn't care if they died. die, didn't care, you know, put themselves through crazy, crazy situations, and You know, I know I've been in those crazy. I've been, you know, bullets flying and ducking. And (laughs) my husband's like, (laughs) stand out, let me disarm you again. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe I did that this morning, but it's okay. Bad analogy, it happens. And I, and I always, always encourage people listen, how much more now for the kingdom of God? That's why I love the Apostle Paul, because he was bold. He didn't care. He persecuted Christians, consent to their death, didn't care. But when he encountered Jesus, he didn't care either. He didn't care either. He's like, he had this I don't care. I'm going to do what I got to do to please the Lord. Amen. Amen. If they kill me, they kill me. And so that's how we got to be. Amen. You're like, what kind of church is this? <laughs> it's a good one. Just hang on. We train people up here. Amen. Amen. Um, so let's continue. Say a perfect man. So that's, that's a, a, a mature. Amen. And so the Padian son is around 2 to 12 years old. I left off here last week. Let me just recap a little bit. And uh, it says that he is an individual who is emotionally immature in his conduct and in the way that he speaks. His characteristics is, you know, He doesn't control his tongue, criticizes, judges, and at times he tells lies. In James 3, 2, it says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to brittle the whole body. So if he does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Can we get to a point where we don't stumble in word? We can. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. So, what you put in is what's going to come out yeah, yeah. And, and and you know it, as you're growing y- you know you're it's a process you took so long to program your way of thinking and the way of talking and you know and all you knew was blankety blank blank so sometimes a blankety blank you know you and don't when you first get saved i'm not talking about like you've been in church for like a year or three years or 10 years and you're still blankety blank that's not good <laughs> But you know it—it's it, somebody's like what's blankety blank. I, just not good works. And so, so, but 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 see, it's important that you want to grow, because and it's important that you put the word of God on the inside of you. You can't expect what is going to come out of your mouth is what you've been putting in. And so, the more you and. Put the word of God in. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly, not just barely. And so, and, and then, tra- you know, open your mouth and, and, and train yourself to confess. Speak life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, we've been trained to, in the, you know, back then just to just say whatever. I'm just going to tell you like it is. just going to give you peace of my mind. And, you know, I can't help it. I'm just going to blah, 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 blah. I know what it is because the Lord has helped me a lot. He helped me a lot. That was a big problem. God gave me a gift. I was just misusing it. And if I'm, anybody's grateful that the Lord has helped me and transformed my life, this my husband. But the Lord had to help me. It was not easy because, you all, you know, you, you, you feel like you always got to say something, especially like in marriage. I was, I, very, I was very vocal, and my type of abuse was with my mouth. And I, you always feel like you got to say something, and you always got to explain, and you always got to say And it's not, it, 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 I didn't know how to not do that. I didn't know that it was okay. I don't have to say something all the time. You know? I, I, and, and so one of the things that the Lord taught me when I encountered the Lord, some of y'all are laughing. One of the things, one of the things that the Lord taught me or I had to learn was how to, the pow, I had to learn, I learned how powerful the tongue is. Words are not just words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. You speak life, you'll reap life. If you speak curse, that's what you're going to reap. Words are containers. You know, God. we're created in the image and likeness of God, and God created everything you see with, by the word. He said, let there be light, and light was. So you know that saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you? Words can actually kill you. Words can destroy you. Words don't just... I mean, to the extent that the Bible says that we'll give an account for every idle word that we've spoken. And so I had to learn how to literally put a guard over my mouth. Because I, w- I was learning how to, how to, you know, control the mouth. If I didn't have nothing that's nice to say, don't say it. If it was going to, you know, the tongue is like, it's, it's little. But it, the Bible says in the book of James that it can set a forest on fire. It's like the rudder of a of boat. It's little, but it can cause the ship to turn to another direction, and your mouth can, will do that. I tell people sometimes, if you don't like where you're at, find out the words that have been coming out of your mouth. And that's probably, most of the time, that's going to be the problem. Amen. And when you understand this, you're not just going to be a word waster. You're not just going to let everything come out of your mouth. You're going to learn how to close it. And so I had to learn how to do that. It was not easy. I had to ask the Lord, help me, Lord. Help me. And there's times I had to put my hand over my mouth and run away because I, didn't wanna, I wanted to do right. I wanted to do right. I, I knew that if, I let, if it wasn't going to be good, do, I, I, I shouldn't let it come out of my mouth. Once I let it come out of my mouth, I gave birth to it. And a lot of things you don't, you know, even if, especially like if, if you're mad or you're emotional or something, don't open your mouth. And I would be like, Rrr. Right, babe? And George is not a man of many words. And I will be like, Rrr. But I, we're so, you know, we're just different like that, but God is good because I need that. And we need each other. And so the Lord helped me, but I discovered that if out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak, then I realized the way I control my mouth is I control what by what's going in inside of me. If I'm putting in the word of God that I don't, I don't always, I don't have to watch what I'm going to say. If what is inside is the word, then when I'm squeezed, all that's going to come out is, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, it's important that we, we understand that and, and, and that we do what we have to do to grow in that. Amen. A, a fool just says everything. The Bible says be quick to, slow to speak, and quick to listen. Amen. And so next time you're tempted just to say something that you shouldn't say, go pray. If you're free with the Holy Ghost, start praying in tongues. because you're you're you don't want to mess up things right you don't want to say something that you don't mean or you don't want to say something that it's it's not good (laughs) well amen (laughs) so it says if anyone does not stumble in word he is a perfect man able to brittle his the whole body amen The Padian son, so the Padian son uh, has no control over the tongue. And he is a believer who just criticizes, judges, foul language, and at times tells a little lie here and there. (laughs) He's friendly with the things of the world. These are just things that I shared last week. He's he's friendly with the things of the world. And the Bible says that, you know, what is... um, Light have to do with darkness or the temple of God with idols. And so, but the, the Padian son does that. It also says that he is double-minded. You know, he's double-minded. And in James um, 1, 6 through 8, it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. So double-mindedness causes you to be unstable. Be single-minded. Be word-minded. Faith-minded. Because a... Or a double-minded man is also, it means that he has a divided loyalty. He, ha, you know, he's, he's operating in faith and doubt at the same time. He believes one day and then he doubts the next. Comes to church and says, I received it, goes home, and then he gets a phone call or she gets a phone call and then totally starts talking about the problem that they received when they were in the house of the Lord. Hello? And so, single-minded, word-minded, amen. Uh, the Padian son also, one of the characteristics is that um, he does not have spiritual discernment because his spiritual senses are not trained and he is easily deceived. And so when you grow, you're able to, you know, to discern and to know Right from wrong. But somebody that you know it's it's it, uh, has is not there yet. This individual or this stage, they do not have spiritual discernment, and since his spiritual senses are not trained, he is easily deceived. And that happens. You know, sometimes even in your early walk with the Lord. But you, as you grow, you learn. It might. Happened one time, and then you're like, you know, you realize that you didn't have to do that, or it didn't have to be like that. You shake yourself off, get back, and continue. And then you are, then you grow and you are able to recognize this is this is not this is not right. Amen. And then you're not easily deceived anymore because you know, you grow. And you know, mistakes don't make you failure. Bishop Oirepo said that, I believe he did. He says, you know, mistakes don't make you a failure. They just, they're lessons. You can take them as lessons of what not to do. Amen. You're not a failure until you quit. Amen. So if there's a a mistake, and I'm not telling you this to get your mistake minded, But no, if it it, you know if if, it mistakes will just our lessons to show you how not to do something anymore and learn from them, learn from them. Look your neighbor and say learn from them, because if you don't learn from them, you keep you'll keep making the same mistake, and then it's like you're wasting your time because what are you doing? You know God God has great things for you, but He needs you to come up a little higher, and He came low so that you can come up and we should be coming up. He lowered himself so that we can come up. And if we're not coming up, then what are we doing? He expects us to. Amen. There's things that he wants to do in your life. If you're faithful in the little, God will not make you ruler over much. So keep growing. Keep growing. Hallelujah. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 13:11 When I was a child I spoke as a child I understood as a child I thought as a child But when I became a man I put away childish things Amen He said I spoke like a child I understood as a child and I thought as a child But when I became a man I put away childish things We're not going backwards we're going forward Amen you see some people, they're going backwards. It's not normal. We're not shrinking, we're growing. Amen. In our relationship with God, we're growing in everything. This is not a place of just maintaining. This is a place of growth, and you're always going to be challenged to grow, because with God, there's always more. Amen. And God is doing great things in this house. God is doing great things in the people of this house. God is doing great things through the people of this house. And this community is being shaken. And this city is going to be shaken by great men and women of God that have decided to be used by the Lord. Any of those here tonight? Praise the Lord. I know I'm talking to you. We ain't seen nothing yet. Thank God for this place of grace. Thank God for this. There's a lot that God. There's is, uh, oh. and God has chosen you. But this is my first time coming here. But God has chosen you. Nobody walks into this house by accident. Even if they walk in and walk out, they'll never be the same. I see people walk out sometimes when I'm ministering. I'm okay with that because you don't step into this building, sweetie. You'll be back. You ain't never gonna be the same. When we go out and tell people about Jesus, they're never the same. We might not see them come, all come, but they are never the same. And some might not come the first week, second week, first month, two months. There's people that return after a year since they were given the card and they said, Wasn't that Becky? Didn't that happen to Becky? She held on for a year, and she said, "This never left me. I was never the same since since I encountered God. Now God is using her in a mighty way. She visits us, but she belongs to another church. But God is using her in a mighty way. She's out there telling people about Jesus. God restored her life, set her free from drug addictions. You know, has three wonderful boys. Is serving the Lord. Never the same." Because of the anointing of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Lives are being changed. Lives are being transformed. And we ain't seen nothing yet. I'm telling you right now, there's not enough room to hold what God is doing in this house. And you get to be a great part of what God is doing. I'm telling you, this year is going to be explosive. You're going to thank God. God. That he chose you. Telling you. It's it's just going to get more radical. Moves are being made. God chose you. He loves you. He saw you fit for his kingdom. I love that. God saw you fit for his kingdom. And he says, those that put their hands to the plow and don't look back. He says, if you put your hands to the plow... And, and, and look back. You're not fit for the kingdom. We're not looking back. Who's trying? To, anybody here trying? You trying to look back? Are you trying to look back? The, you trying to look back? You broke the mirror. Mic drop. To where? To where? To where will we go? And God's hand is upon your life. God is going to use you in a mighty way. He restored you, set you free, made you whole, gave you a husband that brought you to the Lord. Normally it's the wife, the husband, but in their case... He said, we're going to church. I'm telling their business, but it's all good, right? And she said, you mean you're going to church? And look at him now. God loves you. Praise God. Isn't it wonderful what, what God does, Yolanda. it 's amazing to, to see what God is doing in your life, in your family's life. I mean the, the the joy of the Lord is just on you, the presence of God every time I look it's like like I can see your gratefulness, I can see the, 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 the joy that you have for this new life in Christ i'm so glad you know what I love is that a lot, a lot of people here this is what this is the only church you've ever had in your life and I am so glad that you've never experienced religion and I see it I see it look at Ashley she looks so pretty back there she's like nodding her head (laughs) she's been coming the Italy couple they moved all the way from Italy what you think they're here by accident Jada and her husband are y'all glad? Are y'all enjoying it? Um, I, uh, that, that I, I don't take that lightly. That God put it in a couple from Italy could have went anywhere, anywhere. Their best friends went to Florida to Pastor Rodney's and they said, we're going to the power of love. You think <laughs> I take that for granted? You don't think I know that God is putting every piece of the puzzle together and each and every one of you are part of that puzzle. Because he's shaping us. It's amazing. Becca, you know, powerful testimony. She's like, don't call me. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I was like, otra vez. (laughs) Dennis, I'm glad you stopped dodging the word. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped dodge. Did you say, somebody said fire in the hole this morning. <laughs> I thought I heard that. Somebody said fire in the hole. <laughs> I was preaching and I heard it and I just kept going, but Today I went home, I said, was that Dan? Somebody said fire in the hole. (laughs) But I love that because because you're catching it. I'm like that. I catch it wherever. If I'm in front of the word, you best believe I'm catching something. Whoever's ministering, I'm going to catch something. And I'm attentive. I'm translating and I'm attentive. I'm catching it. It's amazing what the Lord is doing. This is the hour of the church. Amen. God is calling us to go up. Come up higher. Glory to God. So. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Can we do that? With the help of God, we can. Yeah, because you're trained to live a certain way. You have habits. You have, you know, things that you've, you've been programmed to do things. I'm, I'm, I'm talking as if I'm talking to, you know, a uh, 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 new believers, but, but it's a good reminder for those that have been in this walk as well, because you can get comfortable, you know, and you have somebody that just came in and then you've been, but yet you're comfortable and you're, you, you, you're always, you're either growing, you're either going forward or moving backwards, but there's no such thing as not doing anything. And when you understand that, you got to decide where am I gravitating to? What Am I going forward? Am I going backwards? Well, that depends on what are you doing. Amen. Am I going backwards? There's no such thing as you're just still. I heard uh, Evangelist Jonathan said this past week, he said, if you're not growing, you're dying. And this is the reality of it. If you're not growing, you're dying. And so we're, we're growing Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, we're growing. And look at your neighbor and say, you're going to grow. I'm going to grow. We're going to grow. We're all growing together. Amen. And if I see you degressing, if I see you standing still, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake you. Amen. I'm going to shake you. I'm going to water you with the word. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the sword at you. I'm going to cut you with the sword. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> okay, that's getting a little violent. is... <laughs> Because that's what mature believers do. They help others. They don't just get grown for themselves. If you're grown, help somebody grow. Water them with the word. Amen. Encourage them. Cheer them on. Don't compromise, though. And speak the truth in love. And sometimes speaking the truth in love is going to hurt. And it might not what they want to hear. But you speak the truth in love. You water them with a word. You help them grow. Come on, let's grow. Come on. Let's let's continue to go together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So grown people that are supposed to be mature, they're supposed to help others grow. Let's help each other. Amen. Because we're in this together. (laughs) We'll always be. No, just kidding. And, and, and it's important that you're around people that challenge your growth. It's important. I, I see to it that I get around people that challenge my growth. It's important. You can be around people that challenge your growth or you can help people that cause you to shrink. Be car- you know, who, who, who around you challenges you? Who do you hang around with? that challenges your growth. I want you to think about that right now. Who is it that is close to you that challenges your growth beside your spouse if you're married? No, because you're supposed to help each other grow as spouse. We learned that. We used to tear each other down. We used to tear each other down and and, and, and just, you know, but when we, when we started growing in the things of God, then we started not being deceived and started recognizing we're not, we're, we're a team. We're a team. I'll be your best cheerleader and you be my best cheerleader. And we're in this together. Let's help each other grow. You know, and sometimes it took losing some to win some. I mean like losing what do you say it? Losing a battle to winning a war. And 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 somebody needs to excuse themselves. Anyways. And so church is fun, amen. That's why George married me because he said I was funny. I said, I never heard that before. I said, is that the only reason you married me? He said, I made him laugh. Ah, si, como no. What else, babe? (laughs) I said, I was funny, bro. (laughs) Where was I? So we had to learn how to help each other, build each other up, but yet, I remember that when we first came to the Lord and we were, we, we, it was all new to us. We were always with the same people. We were always, we never like did anything different. We were really hooked on traditional things. But when we gave our lives to the Lord and committed ourselves to the church, everything changed. And so, you know, the Lord put people in our, in our, in our path that were encu- like encouraging our growth, challenging our growth, amen. And we couldn't help but to grow because sometimes they'll show up in my front door. I'll be like, what's wrong with these people? Don't be showing up in people's house. (laughs) Just show up to your house like, you know, and lay too. And they will stay for like five hours. I was like, people do work in the morning. Thank you. (laughs) But it helped us. It challenged us. And, I, and it's good that you know, like, who, who challenges me to grow? Who around me is challenging me in my spiritual walk? And then you begin to see who it is, and then you begin to see who is not helping you. And then, then you begin to do something about it, because you already made up your mind, I'm going to grow. If it's God's will for me to grow, I'm going to grow. And I'm not just going to talk. I, wa- I really want to grow in the things of God. I want to I go to another level in my relationship with God. So then you begin to, you know, to prioritize. Do what what is necessary. After all, we want to please God. You know, after all, we, we, we want to please God. Amen. And, and people, you know, like... The greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And the second one is likened unto the first, love your neighbor as yourself. But some people get it backwards. They love people more than they love God because you see how people cause them to get away from the things of God. Yeah. Yeah. And and they'll call it, well, you love, 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 love. Yeah, but love God first. Love God first. And then love people. But to love people and cause people to get you to get further from the things of God, and you call that the love of God. That's not the love of God. That's compromising the love of God. We love God first. And then we love people. Amen. Is this helping somebody? because I feel like I'm just sharing at them. And so, another uh, characteristic. So one is he is double-minded. He has no spiritual discernment. He's easily deceived because he's not trained in, the, you know, in righteousness. Another one is that he settles with just knowing the basic principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ, he has no desire to seek a deeper understanding of God's word and settles for just having an overview of it. This person dreams of going to heaven someday, but while he is still on this earth, he is satisfied with the simply of just getting by. That's not good enough. That's a risk. You know, you you're, you, you know you're going to heaven and you dream of going to heaven one day, but... You don't really want to go deep. I don't want to go deep in the things of God. I just, I'm good. I just, you know, I'm okay with just going to church once in a while, you know. But, you know, you're just satisfied with the, you know, with the, well, well, while you're just, you know, while in this type of stage is dangerous because, you know, Satan is not casual about what he does. Because people think they're okay, I'm good, I'm good. But saying this is going full force. And while people are being casual about their spirituality and have no desire to grow, they're just okay with going to, you know, uh, uh, heaven. Somewhere down the road, it might get a little dangerous. Are you with me? After all, this new life is a life that... it's not your own anymore. We've been bought with a price, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We no longer belong to ourselves. That's Christianity. Amen. And it should be our, our, our it shouldn't just be in us to just know enough. And not, I don't, I, what kind of Christian are you? Are you like the deep one? Like, are you always about, are you always in church? I, I. I don't know how people think there's different types of Christianity. Are you like the drinking one? Are you like the, what type of Christian are you? Like you still lying cousin? and like, and this and that and you, what kind of, no, there's only one. One that was crucified with Christ, died with Christ, resurrected with Jesus Christ to this new life, say new life. We no longer belong to ourselves. Amen. And now if, you're, if that is happening and somebody, that, you know that if you give your life to Jesus and there, there are those things, hey, keep going. Keep going. Amen. But there's, 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 there's what our lives should look like, and it's the Word of God. And anything that is not there, we should want it. And we, to, we shouldn't try to fit God in, in our lives, in what we do. He is our life. Amen. He is my life. This is a God, you know, it's important. I don't, I don't, I'm not just satisfied with just getting by. I, I want everything. I don't want to get to heaven and be like the Lord, you had all this, you know, you're you're struggling on earth and here was all these things. Amen. So he's, he's simply, he's satisfied with just simply getting by. Who wants that? We're called to be blessed to be a blessing. Amen. In Hebrews 5. And you know, the, as you grow, you, you get sensitive to the voice of the Lord, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You'll, you'll start knowing because there will be like a, uh, you know, if you're doing something that, it's it, you're not supposed to. You you're no you're no longer comfortable in sin. You're no longer comfortable in disobedience. Like that's not in you anymore. And so, it, if it's if if it's an environment, if it's a place, if it's a relationship, it, it doesn't register. Amen. It, it feels there's there's a nunction. There's a there's a there's a, a like a prompting, and 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 the more you obey the promptings that. Are you know, your inward promptings of the Spirit of God on the inside of you, the, 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 the more sensitive you become to the things of God. But the more you ignore, the colder you get. And you might feel a certain way, but then you still at it. And before you know it, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're comfortable in a place that you shouldn't be comfortable, and God was trying to help you. But because you didn't quickly obey, now it's like normal. And it's dangerous. Are you with me? Because you've been there. You didn't get saved, give your life to Jesus. He brought you out of darkness to be deceived of the enemy, to gradually take you backwards, put you back into slavery. You don't want that. You're done with that. Like Brother Carlos said, and, it broke the rearview mirror. I'm no, no longer looking backwards. I have no desire to go backwards. I already know what's that. I already know what the enemy does to people. And I hate what he does to people. He destroys people's lives. And he does it in a very deceptive way. And if people just get to the point where they begin to recognize the tactics of the enemy, they're not gonna fall for those things anymore. Amen. When you, re- when, when you know what, he, you know what he, he's done to some of your family members, what he did to you, you don't want any part of it anymore. You don't want nobody to, have, to, to be deceived and to have a part of, of, of uh, you know, to be in bondage of what the devil does to people. He destroys people's lives. We've seen it. We've seen a lot of, you know, people that we used to know that You know, thought they were thriving and this and that. Overdose, die, are like animals in the streets. No life, sad. That's what the devil does to people. He wants to sedate people and get them into a place of no purpose. And that's not for God's people. And that's what, that's how we were. And God rescued us. He brought us out. He set us free. He washed us. He cleansed us. Well, we were yet no use to him, he gave us his best. And now we have eyes that see. Now we have a heavenly father that loves us. Now we have purpose. Now we have eyes that see and ears that are here. We were once blind, but now we can see. And we're so thankful that we can see. And we're thankful because you realize, man, Satan really tried to destroy my life. But Jesus... Even when you didn't think that nobody was with you, even when you didn't think that God was with you, you begin to realize now, God, it was you're the reason why I'm still here. You are the reason why I didn't die that day. You're the reason why I made it out. You're the reason, God. And then you thank him, you appreciate him, you love him because you realize God loved me. He loved me. He's been with me. And he's not about to let me go. And I surely ain't about to let him go. I'm not going to sell out for the lesser when we have the greater. Yeah. Everything the world has to offer is cheap and counterfeit to the real. And the world is hungry for real. That's why they're given to drugs. That's why they're they given to sex. You know, to all these pills and everything. And they go to, you know, all this brujería and all this stuff because they're hungry for the real but there is a real and it's the Holy Ghost it's the spirit of God and that counterfeit they're seeking is of the devil and it destroys people's lives but we have the real we have the real and he doesn't destroy he's the giver of life he's the giver of life We have a treasure in this earth and vessel. Why would we want anything else? Why would we want to toy with anything else that is not of God? There's no high like the most high God. I mean, I never did drugs. Well, (laughs) I know what it is to be high, (laughs) a little bit, (laughs) a long time ago, not like last year, (laughs) but that's it. But I drank. My husband didn't. They called him the Dr. Pepper man because that's all he drank, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. He couldn't, he had to take care of his, cra- his uncontrollable crazy wife. <laughs> because you're miserable. I don't care. People don't turn me on when they think they're cute. <laughs> Posing like they're having the life. <laughs> you, think I, you think I look at people and be like, wow, they're having a lot of fun. Wow, they're, they're, they're alive. Look at the part. No. I see people that are depressed. I see people that they lay their head on the pillow at night crying. No, temporary fixes. I know what that is. I know what it is to to sedate yourself for a little bit, numb yourself for a little bit. Couldn't have fun unless you're numb, because you have to get rid of everything. You know, you you just have to numb yourself one way. Just, you know, it's, it's horrible. liquor was like poison to my stomach, but the desire was strong. Aiva. Ugh, just the thought of it makes me nauseous. Ahí vamos <laughs> to Mida's house garage. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, brother Ram. I, the thought of it makes me like Ugh. because you're you're it's, it's it's a sad life. But because we were not created for that. And God has the real for people. But when Jesus, when Jesus touches your life, He brought, he, it doesn't compare to anything. No one can satisfy you like Jesus. He fills every... He gets to the root of things. He doesn't cover things. He doesn't put a bandit on things. He uproots whatever needs to be uprooted. And and, And you realize, man, everything was cheap compared. That's why the Apostle Paul said, when I discovered the infinite love of Jesus... I counted everything as garbage. He called it dunga. If I can say the. Mm. Shh. That's what he was saying. Compared to the infinite love of Jesus. I wonder how they translated that. Shh. <laughs> and that's, that's, anybody feel like that? Like when you. When you, what you thought was important, what you thought fulfilled you, what you thought was satisfying, you know, once you encounter the love of Jesus, you realize all that was garbage, yeah. trash. Look at your and say, all that was trash yeah. compared to the infinite love of Jesus. Can somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and, when, and when you taste the real, yeah. that I the counterfeit. You're like, boo! You don't want that anymore. You don't want a fix. Jesus doesn't give you temporary fixes. He gives you a permanent fix. <laughs> I'm using a lot of terms here, but He gives you a permanent fix, once and for all. This new life in Christ is the most satisfying. It's the most enjoyable, it's the most rewarding. That's why even the most hateful person when they give their life to Jesus, glory to God, they feel like they want to hug a tree. They tell their they call each other brother. They tell each other they love them and they're not gay, they're just happy. They got the love of God. <laughs> I love you brother. What? You can actually say I love you brother. Amen. Amen. Only Jesus. You know, you used to be enemies. Now you just can't help but to love each other. It's the life of Jesus makes you whole. Hallelujah. The life of Jesus. That's why Jesus said in John 10, 10, Satan comes, but to kill, steal, and destroy. We know what that is. We know what that life is, and thank God that His final for us, which was destruction, Jesus came to the rescue. That's what the devil wanted to do—destroy you, Chris. He wanted to destroy you, bad, Myra, Jr. I mean, JJ. I mean, wait, Jr. (laughs) That's a lot. J.R.J.J. J. 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 Both of y'all. He didn't want to destroy your marriage. Want to destroy everything. And that's why you, you know that. And you, don't, you ain't got no, Nobody got time for that. Listen to that lady. She got a revelation. Nobody got time for that. We only got time for this. Because toying with the other, we already know what that is. I don't, you don't want any part of it anymore. You know, it, it's, 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 sin is pleasurable for a little bit, but it, the wages of sin is death. And, 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 and it doesn't only hinder you. Don't be selfish and just think about you. Think about the people around you that love you. Cause it, it just doesn't take you under. It does something to the people that love you, that are around you. You know, and we, humanity can be so selfish and you just think it's about you. It's It's not just about us. The choices that we make, either good or bad, are not just going to affect you, but everybody around you. It's important to choose life. It's important to choose what is right. Amen. God is good. Was that a fire in the hole, Dennis? So, would I say Hebrews five? We're gonna close in a minute. Hebrews five. I was just giving you time to get there. Twelve, verse twelve. This can open a whole another can of worms, but for for when it's talking about uh, reproof for maturity. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Uh, for everyone that use it, milk is unskillful, unskillful in the word of righteousness. Say the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. And so... Be, uh, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so it says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers. So, you know, it's one thing that you're learning and this is new to you and you're growing and you make the decisions to grow and you, you know, and it's another thing to not. To want to grow, but, or to have the desire to grow and not do anything about it. And it's like going over the same thing over and over and over. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, so obviously he was talking to somebody that should already be on it, you know? Because there is a time where it's like, okay, come on, let's go. It's like, if it's like the same thing over and over and over, you know, the first year, the second year, the three year, what's really going on? For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food for everyone who partakes only of milk. So the milk is good, and you should never stop drinking the milk. Keep drinking the milk. How many grown ups drink milk? You didn't put it away, right? He needs some milk (laughs) next It says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. It's unskillful in the word of righteousness. So, so, and then, so, this is right here. I want you to say, pick up your Bible. If you have your Bible, pick up your Bible. I want you to say, this is the word of righteousness. And Timothy also said that, that, that we should train in the word of righteousness. And so one thing is righteousness. That's who we are because of Christ Jesus. Righteousness is right standing. There's nothing you can do to make you more right than when the blood of Jesus already has made you right. Amen. But what you have to understand now is that because you know you are right because of Jesus righteousness now you got to do what righteous people do you become a doer of righteousness not to make you more righteous you are already righteous you are already in right standing because of the blood of Jesus but now you got to be a doer of righteousness and you got to grow in the word of righteousness you got to train in the word of righteousness amen do what is right. Righteous people do what is right. And this word, the Bible says that it trains you in righteousness. It teaches you. It helps you. Amen. And so it's important that you understand that so that you can continue to intake it and grow in righteousness. Let me just read this note and then I'm going to close. So it says here in, in, vice, in, in chapter 5, verse 14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So they're, they're you know, at first, when you, little kids don't know from good or wrong, you know, you tell them, don't do that, don't touch that, and they touch it. And it's even in in them to be like, you know, (laughs) but as you teach them, as they grow, sometimes they're going to, you know, it's going to hurt them, but as long as you're training them and teaching them and guiding them, they're going to grow to be able to know if I touch this, I'm going to get burned, or if I touch this, it's going to hurt me. And they're going to grow to know, know right from wrong. Amen. And that's how it is in, in your growth in the Lord. As you grow more, with the, we know with the, through the word of God, through people that, you know, you should, you should have people that, that are, can be a mentor to you. Amen. Amen. You should have people that can mentor you. Strong spiritual people that are running faster than you are. That have been where you're going. Amen. Amen. That have walked where you're walking. Not just anybody. Amen. Men. Don't have a mentor that you have to encourage to come to church. <laughs> or you're mentoring them. You know what I'm saying? Because people just consider anybody. And, but it's somebody that, you know... Carries, you, you know a tree writes fruit. And so they're doer. you know, they're, 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 and, 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 and they'll, they'll help you. Ask questions. Don't assume. You know, ask questions and ask them to the right people. Don't just take advice from anybody. And so, and that's going to help you as well. I, I want you to do something. Brother Tiff which I need to call Brother Tiff. <laughs> I love Brother Tiff. Um, he has this on YouTube, on his YouTube channel, seven things that every, I don't know if it's every new believer or every believer should have or should do. Anybody heard it already a long time ago? But it's very good, right, because it's, it, it's, it carries you. I wrote them down, and I was going to bring them, but I I I forgot. But that will help you. Brother Tiff, seven things that every believer or new believer should do. And whether you're new, you're old, wherever you're at, it's going to refresh you. It's going to help you. Amen. And so it says here, so the word of righteousness. Uh, it, 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 let, me, let me close with this. It says, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern or to know both good and evil, or to discern both good and evil. And then, so let me read the side note here. It says, to discern both good and evil. You can get to a point where you discern good and evil. It says, those who are weak and immature in the faith lack spiritual discernment concerning what is good and what is evil in this life, what honors God and what dishonors God. Mature believers, on the other hand, have trained their senses to carefully distinguish between good and evil through, say through, they, 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 they trained their senses to carefully distinguish between good and evil. And I want you to write this down. They've done that and they train themselves through the continual practice of righteousness and obedience. So they're they're, they're trained themselves through to, to discern good and evil through the continual practice of righteousness, which what is righteousness? What is the practice of righteousness? Practicing what is right. What is right? God's word. Practicing doing what is right. And obedience. When you, ha- you make a decision, you're going to obey the word. Amen. You practice it in the little things and in the big things. It becomes a lifestyle. You're practicing. You, you, you train through the continual. You, you, you train yourself carefully to, to carefully distinguish between good and evil through the continual practice. Say continual practice. Of righteousness and obedience, of, of doing right and obeying, having learned to love righteousness. You gotta love righteousness, you gotta love what is right, and not only love righteousness, but also hate iniquity. You gotta have a hate for iniquity. You gotta hate evil. You gotta hate sin. Love righteousness and hate sin. I always say that, Father, I thank you that I'm a lover of righteousness and hate what is evil, hate what is sinful. Amen. Say, I'm a lover of righteousness and hate iniquity. Amen. In, in in Hebrew 1 9, it says here thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, say therefore, therefore, God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellow brethren. That when you become a lover of righteousness and hate sin, it puts you at another level. It says that God will anoint you with the oil of gladness above your fellow brethren. There's a lot that God says about the righteous. How many righteous are here? You're righteous. Why can you say you're righteous? Because Jesus made you righteous. Not what you do. Jesus gave you that right standing. Now what you do is righteousness because you're righteous. And the Bible says a lot about the righteous. How many of you joined me in the live on Friday? And I'm going to continue on that. What does the Bible say about the righteous? That's you. There's greatness in walking in righteousness. He says that the path of the righteous shall shine brighter and brighter. He says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. The righteous don't have to wonder how it's going to turn out for them. It says that the righteous are not easily shaken. It says that the righteous bear fruit in every season. They don't fear times of droughts. Their leaves never wither, and whatever they do, they prosper. That's why it pays to serve the Lord. It pays to love righteousness and to hate iniquity. Amen. So, it says, having learned to love righteousness and hate iniquity, having renewed their minds according to the principles of righteousness. You have to do that. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind by the word of righteousness. When you take the time to renew your mind, you're renewing yourself in righteousness. You're learning to transform your thought life that is so used to thinking all these craziness. The battlefield's always in the mind. If the enemy's going to defeat you, he's going to do it in the mind. And if you take time to transform yourself in the word of righteousness, you're never going to give in to the negative thoughts of the enemy. You're never going to allow your mind to defeat you. Because you're going to think whatever is lovely, whatever is true, whatever is a good report, and you're going to learn how to cast down every vain imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If it doesn't match with the word of righteousness, you're going to resist it. You're going to find yourself driving and, and all of a sudden you're going to think something and your spirit's going to be like, hold up, wait a minute. What? A, I, I, I thought of the past, something that you should have been thinking when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him inside of you. Because of the word of righteousness and your training in righteousness, you're building yourself in righteousness. Then all of a sudden, when the enemy tries to come to sow a negative thought in your life, to try to gain territory, real estate in your life, he has to do it through your mind. All he does is cast the seed of fear, of doubt. And if, you can, if he can just get you to accept it and meditate on it, that's why immediately... Something that comes to your thought that is not of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command this thought. Go back to hell right now. You do not belong in my body and begin to open up your mouth and declare, I I am the righteousness of God. I've been washed in the blood. I'm a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Don't let a negative thought make you feel like, maybe I'm still struggling with this. People do that they think just because they thought something bad that they still got a problem is it no don't buy the lie have has jesus have have you given your life to jesus have you repented of your sin then you're washed in the blood you've been forgiven that person don't even exist anymore you're a new creature hallelujah cast it out immediately no that lust problem no that doesn't belong in my body in the name of Jesus I will live and not die cast every vain imagination that I saw, you cast it out in the name of Jesus get out of my thought life go back to hell where you came from and then start opening your mouth and declaring what God says about you I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus I'm in right standing with God uh, hallelujah So that's how you exercise your authority. Amen. That's why it's important. If you're not transforming, you're conforming. Take time every day to transform yourself by listening to anointed teachings, preachings, the Bible first and foremost. Put it on the play for you. On your way to work. I'm going to hear the book of James. In the, on my way back to work, I'm going to listen to the book of James again. And you're going to be like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hey, I'm going to listen to Proverbs. I'm going to listen, you know, put it, play it. Imagine it's getting in you. It's getting in you. I'm loading. I'm, 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 I'm training in the word of righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm going to the spiritual gym. I'm getting in the, the muscles. <laughs> All right, let's finish. So, having renewed your mind according to the principles of righteousness and being enabled by the Holy Ghost to see things from God's point of view. Amen. So, mature believers, on the other hand, have trained their senses to carefully distinguish between good and evil. Through the continual practice of righteousness and obedience. Having learned to love. See, you learn to love. As you grow, you learn to love righteousness. I love what is right and hate iniquity. Having renewed their minds according to the principles of righteousness and being enabled by the Holy Spirit to see the things from God's point of view they are able to receive the solid food of God's Word and grow towards the full stature of Christ. Hallelujah. Has this helped you? This was just a recap from last Sunday. I didn't even go to the next sun. But I'm going to stop there. Have you been blessed tonight?